0: Amen. This is a phenomenal times, people of God. Yeah. It is, it is tri- extremely phenomenal in what God is doing in our lives, in our homes, in this world, in the nation. At this time, it, is, it is, I'm, I'm at the cusp of not being able to explain things that i just discerned and, that are happening in the earth realm today. The presence of God is, is, I believe, upon us as never before. Can you imagine all of our forefathers? All of those who labor in the gospel, all of them who lay down their lives to preach, all of them who sacrificed houses and cars, all of them who were suffered, who were martyred, the, the anointing that was upon all these people of God. And now in this dispensation and time, God has placed us in as agents of changed to bring forth, to birth forth, to push in, to a, a manifestation of a presence of God that has not been seen since before the God. I'm talking there when God was literally just walking in the cool of the day on this earth. This message today is. Entitled Religion versus Relationship. Religion versus Relationship. Amen. I want us to ponder on that for just a minute. Amen. How many of you got religion? Come on. How many of you got religion? Not a trick question. Right? You know Jesus. you, You go to church. Right? You read your Bible. You pray. You perform a lot of the religious acts that are associated with being in the religion, right? If you're a Christian, there are things you do. That's your question. It's a thought-provoking question for you to think about. How many of you have a relationship?
1: Amen.
0: Amen. I saw like two hands. Let me ask this. How many of you have religion? How many of you have a relationship? You can't have a relationship without God without having a religion. The Bible says true religion, is what? God isn't against religion, right? So what I intend to talk about today, as the Spirit of God has uh, impressed upon my heart, is for us to understand where we are with God, with regards to religion and relationship. Amen. This message, I had to bring this for every person in the building. Amen? I am I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to share this message without revealing my personal testimony. and by the Holy Spirit I can't everything I tell you is or was a part of my life amen and as revelation of the Holy Spirit would give me to understand that without no personal experience with the word then there is no power in the Amen. Why did Jesus have to come to the earth? Why could not God just send a word? Why did his son have to come and exist in the Bible and live and walk and talk with us? God is all powerful. God wanted us to experience something, but he let himself experience it first. He let himself experience disappointment. He let himself experience betrayal. He let himself experience frustration. He let himself through his son, living in this earth, vicariously in the body, in the flesh with DNA, with the heartbeat, cells, bones, just like we do. So where do we get off the hook at? When God sent his son and said, you know what? Jesus, this is what you got to do. You got to go down there. You got to walk with it. You got to hang out. Jesus, being the son of God in perfect union with the father, knew exactly what it was going to cost him. And what did he say? You know the story amen so look, i want to give you an uh, understanding that what i'm talking and i intend to lay some stones out so you can follow me but these stones are in my yard amen you ever been to a house and they had a beautiful garden and they had a pathway set and you, your mind automatically follows follows the path that's been set so i intend to lay these stones out so you can come walk with me because i'm talking about religion versus relationship now i'm talking about religion versus relationship, just in case y'all was thinking, why do you keep saying religion on this side of relationship over here? Religion versus a relationship. Hallelujah. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you for this time right now. Hallelujah, Father. If I'm not here, it's okay. But Father, if you're not here, we have a problem. Holy Spirit, we invite you into this place and not into this this building, Father, but we invite you into our hearts to open our eyes, Father, that we may see. Open our ears, Father, give us hearing ears that we can hear beyond the voice of man, Father, that we can discern your presence and your will for our lives. We desire to please you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Alright, so religion is as defined as relating to for believing, religious is defined as relating to or believing in a religion. Basic definition religion, defined as the belief in and worship of a superhuman controlling power, especially a personal god or gods, a particular system of faith and worship, a pursuit for interest to which someone ascribes supreme importance. Holy Spirit, help me to release these words in a manner that is pleasing to you. I believe the word of God, at the point of entry into your life, enters with some offense. I believe that the word of God, when it enters your life, it comes with offense. Why is that? Because my life, my life, I'm talking about me, I don't inherently trust God. I don't just automatically believe him. I'm not waking up on a day-to-day basis prior to Christ thinking how I can please God. When the word of God comes, it's exposing truth. And what is truth? Truth is that something is wrong with me. Truth is that I've been doing something wrong. Truth is that I have invested heavily in what I think. And i place. placed what I think and the knowledge I have gained as value as above anything and everything else now you may say that's not wrong you have good values you went to school, you obey your parents you obey your adults you, you respect those who are in authority you get to work on time you pay your taxes, that's all good you go to Sunday school, you pay tithes you sit down, you don't chew gum in church you have good values
1: <laughs>
0: you have religion you understand what's expected and you do it. I'm going to pause right there. I'm confident the Holy Spirit told me that this message is going to offend some, if not all. And me knowing who I am, who God has delivered me from, the person, see, we all been delivered. We've not been delivered from somebody else, we've been delivered from yourself. No one where God has delivered me from, oh my God, how can these words come out of my mouth? Open your mouth, sir, and I feel it. Amen. The word of God comes, and when I'm offended, it is bringing truth to me. It is revealing that something inside of me is wrong. How many of you know what religion does when wrong is exposed? Who is it? Religion. What you want? Well, you are good, bro, no worries. You justified. They spared in front of you and you spared up. You know, you, just, you did right, it's okay. With my wrong, I'm, I'm trying to get me to see if I'm religious or if I have a relationship. If, I, if God can show me me, I know he can show you you. My job is not to look at you. Understand, I'm laying stones. In my yard, and I'm inviting you to come and see. When I justify and defend my error, religious, why offense comes? But God, you don't understand. I'm trying to get to work on time. They're trying to speed. This this ain't right. Why do you not suffer yourself to be defrauded? Religion preserves self. When I'm religious, I preserve self. Now this is my yard. My wife can attest to every word of this. You can't get an argument through me without me protecting myself. You know anybody like that? I mean, do you know anybody like that? I'm gonna pause right here. I saw this happening when I, I went home. Left my notes at home. Left my phone at home. I got halfway back. And I'm like, you set on the clock. Okay, Lord, this is a setup of, mag- uh, of of extreme proportion. I'm gonna pause right here. We're not finished yet. Let's go pause right here. Just imagine. Imagine. Are you with me? I'm gonna test your imagination. See, see the pink elephant over there. How many of you saw it? I did. Yeah, I saw it. Okay. See your bed tonight, and your pillow comfortable uncomfortable covers. How many of you see it? You can feel yourself getting up. How many of you can see it? Okay. All right. All right. All right. How many of you can see that person on your job just to get on your nerves? I, I want. I want. We're going somewhere with this. I'm taking you into my yard. This is my life. I, I'm not going to talk about what Brother John doing. I have no experience over there. But I can tell you about me because I can see where God brought me out. I'm gonna fast forward to the end, and I'll come back to the beginning. The ultimate goal of religion is no growth, no maturity. You ever heard somebody say, I grew up in church? You didn't grow up. You just lived, you just spent your whole life in church. But you haven't grown up. When I can't forgive somebody, talking about me. I haven't grown up. not trying to attack. I want us to understand. Religion is synonymous with bondage. It keeps me stuck. I, it doesn't mean God's grace is still not on your life. It does not mean you're not experiencing his mercy. But you're definitely stuck. God loves us so much. He helps you even when you're wrong. You understand? How many of you see your kids struggling? You say, ah, "That's what you deserve." You <laughs> ain't been right. I ain't helping you. I got a daughter right now; she's there doing the test, and God does not allow me to chastise her for the wrong that she's done. Why? Because what's more important—to be chastised or to be loved? Amen. But religion, chastisement is more important. Mm-hmm. Religious holds you accountable for what you did wrong.
1: Come on now,
0: Jesus. Yes, it does. Oh, wait, wait you wait a minute. You didn't fry the chicken wrap. Uh -uh. You didn't this. You didn't that. You didn't the other. Come on now. Come on now. There is no grace. There is no mercy. But we are completely 100% consumers of God's grace and his mercy. We couldn't take a step. You couldn't snap your tongue in your mouth. You couldn't pop your finger. You couldn't flick the dirt from under your fingernails. You couldn't clean the wax out of your ears without God's grace and his mercy. Religion holds on to grace and mercy like it's personal and it owns it, but it's not mine to maintain. I'm simply a vessel. And when the offense comes, I'm to give out mercy even when it hurts. But when I don't give out mercy, I keep myself chained to the same position. I'm praying for breakthrough. I'm praying for deliverance. I'm praying on, for revelation. But I'm stuck over here come because on I, now, can't come get on, I can't get past an offense. The offense only reveals that something wrong with me. It has nothing to do with the other person. Yeah, yeah. How come two different people in the same situation respond differently? Girl, I would let him talk to me like that. And the other like, you no, know, you just need to pray for him. It's the same situation. Come on, offense now. reveals something wrong inside of the offender. I'm not justifying what was done wrong. It's perspective. Religion is my perspective. Relationship is God's perspective. I was heavily invested in my perspective. I told my wife when we at first got man, I said, "I believe I'm right till you prove me wrong, and you're gonna have a hard time trying to do that."
1: Yes, he did.
0: Yes. She <laughs> still ain't proved me wrong. God just let me see, bro, you messed up. Something wrong with you, and I've been patient. That's right Come on. I'm I'm, a, I'm, see, I'm taking you into my yard because what I have to say is meaningless. It's of utter garbage. You can just scrape it off from no place if I cannot be real with you. That's right You understand if I cannot confess before you that you know there's some things wrong in my life and it's only by the grace of God that I'm here, I may as well I may as well just go do something. else forget it there's so because no, I'm lying to you. You understand, lying means I'm not being true with you. You cannot come out of sin by trying to hide it. Come on on. now. You got to be, let's be real with this. You all were called to be here. And the level of accountability went up another notch when you chose to stay there when I grabbed this microphone. I'm just telling you. I have been a person who have offended more people in my life than I care to tell you about. And I'm writing today in the Lord of Lathanael, you've just been been listening to the wrong voice. Your words are not not going to become less pointed. They're just going to be spoken from my point of view. See, I understand when my wife was telling me, Lathanael, you need to pray. You need to read your Bible. You need to fast. I felt offended. How are you going to tell me? I need to fast. You need to fast. You know, I, I do pray. Every time I eat, I pray. You need to read the Bible. I do read my Bible. I've not read the Bible multiple times. How are you going to tell? See, when truth comes, you get offended.
1: The truth is not
0: offensive. See, religion is holding on to your sin. Religion is holding on to your ideologies, and we protect it. Come on now. you in my yard now. Come on. If you're hearing this, you're in my yard. And when you... Stuck in religion, you can't never get out of your yard. You grew up in church, but you will never experience God's promise. There's no inheritance to the children. Children only have the promise. That's all they get. They get the promise. If something happened to my wife and I today, our children are not old enough to inherit. So it goes to someone else who is responsible, who can be responsible. It's not to be mad or frustrated about. It. It's to say, you know what? It's time for me to grow up. Come on now. It's time for me to mature, to participate in what God has said and what God has called me to do and what God has declared as right. Agree with Him. Fight the good fight of faith, which means what, well, Lathaniel? You're wrong. You're talking wrong. You know what? You're arrogant. There's something wrong with you every time that you've got to be sarcastic with, with somebody just because they're being sarcastic with you. I'm telling you, just last year, I'm coming home from work and I'm in a good mood. I'm like God. I've been waiting for this. I come home and tell him you know this, and she. Work, I'm working from home, and we're doing. We used to have these daily calls every day, video calls, so you can see everybody on the screen. And he would be sarcastic, and I'm like, I mean, I can pour our sarcasm like water. I'm telling you. And Trina was like, man, you should stop doing that. you heard of that man. I'm like, He's being sarcastic with me. <laughs> I, I, what am I? Why, how am I wrong in this? See? Religion refuses, refuses to accept that it's doing wrong. And it will protect itself to the very end. Have mercy on this one. You know, I shouldn't be here had the definition of religion. I'm not the smartest person. I'm not the most articulate. I definitely have not been the most faithful. How do I get here? See, God showed me one thing. One of many. It's like, Nathaniel, I don't need your help. I need your obedience. I require your obedience. See, I had a situation in my home. I never told my wife about I kind of allude to some things, but it's some things that come up inside of me, and I'm like, this is bad, I can't say this. Now, she could tell you the stuff I say was bad, but I told her one day, I said, you know, I don't say everything, I think. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I never cursed her out, she'll tell you. I don't even use foul language, that's not my temptation, that might be yours, but it's not mine, you know? But I'm gonna tell you, an unkind word goes a long way. You better off going to the dentist and getting a rookie now than a, uh, uh, Who's supposed to love you and have your back speak unkind words to you? That pain do not fall away like, you know, washing ice cream out of a bowl. That's like a dish that you put in the microwave too long and it'll change shape. You took it out and it don't look the same. How do you fix that? See, sarcasm in my life, back to my job, is because I wanted to just jab with these guys. You know, these are all the guys, they're in their 60s, right? So I was just tit for tatting with them. Like, Katrina was like, No, the thing. These guys are hurting. That's why they're doing it. I was just having fun. How am I wrong in this matter? You see how religion I defends itself? Yeah. Am, I, am I the only person in here? Yeah. Now, let me tell you something. Let me tell you. Those were some hard pills for me to swallow. Because, remember at the beginning, I was self justified. I have my own set of rules that I was living by. And I defined what I was going to tolerate and what I wasn't going to tolerate. And I, I must have been five or six years old, and my brother threw something and hit me. My brother who was, I couldn't have been five or six, because he's seven years younger than me, so I was probably 12 or 11, 10. Anyway, he did something and hit me. He threw something and hit me. So I hit him back. But I only hit him as hard as he hit me. My dad whooped my behind. I said, "I only hit him as hard as he hit me." How how am I being held to this higher standard than him? Why is he getting no? Because he started it. See, my mind was—I was born. I don't know how I became like this, but somehow I was a tit for tat specialist. (laughs) They did it to me first. That's my justification. They did it to me first. Who was right in that situation? Well, I wasn't. But I didn't see that just until briefly a few years ago. Religion versus relationship. Amen. How many of you here, I'll get back to something I mentioned a minute ago. I wanted to, when I went to that pause, how many of you right now, this is a serious question. Right now, if Jesus should come back for us before I finish. Preaching this sermon, you're going to be accepted into the kingdom. I mean, right now. Real talk. See, religion has us waiting like we have time. Like we got time to fix this. We got time. To get this corrected, I like I have time to go back and apologize to my mother for something I said to her. Like I have time to, you know what? I'll deal with my coworkers later. Like I have time to be kind to my neighbors. Like, see, religion has us procrastinating something, gambling with eternity, is is what I like to call it. I have like I have time to get my life together. Like God understands. See, this is one thing that religion does. Religion will use the scriptures to justify your own life. People misappropriately use scriptures to justify what I want to do. You ever heard an argument with somebody and they pull out a scripture on you? Yeah. Oh.
1: Nah.
0: That's dangerous ground. Even for me. I didn't step out into the murky water But how many of you seriously, did Jesus come back if, before if I could walk down this stage and hit that door, before I hit that door, you are confident. Are secure. That your soul, eternity, has been redeemed. That you're ready to go back. I mean, this is serious. I want to get into get into understanding the the mechanics of religion, and that's all information. That's what religion does. I read the Bible multiple times and I can quote all these different scriptures. But when I come home and I'm tired and my three-year-old wants to play, I shun her to the south. Because I'm tired. Who's in error in that situation? Where is God? Where is God when I want to call upon him and have his attention? I'm gonna treat my children differently. Does that make sense? I mean, the prayer was awesome. The span of God was awesome. The dance ministry was I only endeavor to know truth at this point in my life. Because I know that if I leave this planet, I'm going somewhere else. I'm going to be with God or I'm not going to be with God. Eternity is a long gamble. You can not pay your mortgage and make money and get another house. You can not pay your car note. You can not pay your phone, lose your phone. But you cannot risk your soul. Religion has us operating as if we have more time. As if what I'm doing today is of, of no consequence because God understands my heart. Yes, He does. God understands that our hearts are desperately wicked. Mm-hmm. He does know that. Anybody in here disagree? I mean, you can disagree with me. My feelings won't be hurt. Yes, we will not. I want to know truth. I want you to know truth. I want us to know truth. Amen. When we pray, I want the answers to my prayers to come. I want my prayers to be hindered. Because there's things in my life that's just jacked up out of order, misplaced, misaligned. Amen. Religion teaches you about the acts of the service. It teaches you about the word. It teaches you the scripture. It teaches you, you know, how to present yourself, how to dress, how to talk. Or yourself. Religion exalts you. You get a little word, you know some scriptures, and people begin to look at you differently. Oh, because she's a woman, you're a pastor or a prophetess. You, there is a, an awe and a reverence for people who, as they used to tell me, people of the cloth. Have you heard that term before? There is a reverence for people. You, do you, want to, you want to find out how true this is? Go and buy a clergy column. Put it on and walk around with it. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to reveal to you people's perception of, of, of a holiness. How many of you know religion is outward? It dresses up. It protects it, uh, perfects his language. It protects all of his mannerisms and motions. And it's a beautiful thing but a relationship with God is in religion introduces me to the world relationship introduces God through me so when I'm in a situation that's not favorable for me and really it's just not favorable to my flesh God still is manifest see in religion when things are not favorable to my flesh
1: I'm
0: I'm a man of God that's not that's not acceptable. But well, was Jesus a man of God? Did he tolerate betrayal? Did Jesus tolerate rejection? Did, was, did Jesus tolerate the fact that he didn't have his own house? Did Jesus tolerate the fact that everybody he helped left him and abandoned him? Yes, he did. Why can't we tolerate him? Why can't... Let me get back to my ear. Why can't I tolerate him? I want you all to understand Religion seeks self-justification. Religion uses, I mentioned this in part before, uses the word of God to make itself okay. It's not utilizing the word of God to get closer to God, to help someone else come to know God. See, Jesus didn't come here for himself to be okay. Jesus came so we, through him, could be okay. So he took what for our transgressions? Wounds. Hurts lies he was lied on. I mean, can you imagine if Jesus was on earth today and he had a Facebook page? How many haters would be on that? I mean, just, you know, just, just, just fast forward. Just what, what do you think of like Oh, hey Jesus? It would be so many haters on this man's page. They would be talking about him. And you know what he would post in reply? Love I love you. He would say, you know, man, all these people talking about me, all these haters, y'all are my elevators. Y'all just hating on me, y'all don't know. Y'all got to get it right. God loves you. He's just I love you. Can you imagine Jesus on Snapchat? What kind of post would he be putting on? I love you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Jesus was the delivery of God's love to us in the flesh. And that's who we are to the world. Jesus was not on the world and said, okay, let me get my disciples. I got my crew. Y'all, we about to take over the Mediterranean. We about to do that. We about to take back this land. I'm going to go. We're going to go catch some fish. You know You know what, Jesus? We're going to get all this fish. We're going to start up a huge business and we're going to run this. We're going to dominate this. No. Can you imagine if you had that power to just make your business successful overnight? Can you imagine? Jesus sent the man out to drop your nets. If you had that kind of power... Can you imagine waiting to myself? Waiting too much? Let me get out of that. That personal stuff, y'all just too interested in that. (laughs) Anyway, the Lord showed me. He said, I didn't let her leave. I want you to know what love is like. See, I couldn't accept, we're talking about religion versus relationship. Religion had me defining all the rules, both sides of the coin. I came into the marriage with expectation of what the woman is supposed to do and what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to go to work and bring home money, and she's supposed to do everything else. See, I guarantee you, I listened to how my wife prophesied to most of the women, and we wouldn't have made it a year. I'm talking about if I was married to anybody else. We wouldn't have made it. I don't know what God put in that woman, but he put so much in her, it enabled me to feel his love. Uh, this, this, is, this is a majority of women in here. How many of you tolerate a man disrespecting you? Just by show of hands. Oh, yes. I love it when my husband disrespects me. How many of you tolerate when a man belittles you? How many of you tolerate him? How many of you tolerate it when a man feels like he's authority over you, yet just because he's a man? How many of you like that? How many of you feel happy when a man takes privilege over you? I did all of that. See, you and Maya, I want you to know what's real. I want you to know what's fake. And she stayed. She stayed long enough for me to see the error of my way. Long enough for me to see that the day I'm saved when I was. I, Pastor Charles, I got save at liberty on 111th Street. Okay, as far as I can tell, that was 1987 and 1988. I've been in church my whole teenage life. I remember songs come out. I couldn't listen to songs. I didn't go to dances. I didn't go to prom. None of that. I thought I was living the same. I knew about God. I knew about God. See, I really don't have to ask these questions. My life is the answer. My life is the answer to whether or not I'm religious or have a relationship. Can I get along with my wife when things aren't going my way? Can you get along with your siblings when things aren't going your way? See, we're defined, we're designed, or excuse me, we're trained to get along with people while things are going our way. We're trained and conditioned and live in expectation that this relationship has to be a mutuality. Yeah. It cannot be one way. That's how we grow. That's how we think. And that's what we accept. But that's not how she was. I said, yeah, my wife had some issues. Don't get it twisted. But we didn't have the same issue. She had enough God in her to be patient with me. And I'm going to tell you right now, I don't get, in the past, get along well with people like me. Some people get along with anybody. Those are the people who don't think too much of themselves. People who have a relationship with God, understand that I'm here for the people. I'm going to be mad at them. I'm going to hate on you because you're different from me. And that's really what the whole struggle is. We don't get along because you don't think like me. That's the whole problem. You get somebody to think the way you think or agree with what
1: you want them to agree with, you happy, hunky-dory. Guess what? You're stuck in religion yes.
0: and you're going to experience no growth. Go you're going through hell right now? is trying to grow you up. You. Because what God has for you, amen, needs a mature individual. Yes. It needs a seasoned individual. It needs a person who is confident in God, not confident in themselves. Religion is all about me being confident in what I know. It's me being confident in what I do. It's me being confident in how I can do it. The relationship with God completely takes me out of the picture. God, you want me to do what? See, you're, you know, you, you're still dealing with this flesh. Let's, let's leave it. Then, you know, let's pull a cover off of that. You still have to deal with this flesh, but most of us are really dealing with our flesh simply because it's alive, too alive. You know, when the last where's he? Is? Where's where's he? Is? Where's he Where's Okay. When the last time you seen that person move? No, scratch my head. Our flesh ain't dead yet. Wait, what is it? It ain't been mortified. It's alive. It's making decisions. It's giving us advice. It's, it's telling us this is what you want. is how you like it. This is when you're going to get it. This is how long you're going to get it. You're in the rest of the blanks. How many of us are still dealing with that flesh? Okay, let me stop. I don't want to ask any questions to have to force y'all to tell a lie. Okay, listen. I told you somebody was going to be offended tonight. This is not for you to be offended. Amen. If you feel the offense... Look in your flesh and say, "What is it about this that me? Or oh, why does this bother me? Why does somebody talking on the microphone irritate me? I been sat in church and been irritated hearing people talk. About me. What, what, what are they talking about? It is ridiculous. It's something inside of me. I had nothing to do with them. But religion always broadcasts. It's something wrong with them. This. They getting in my nerves. They go." God will make me lose my mind on the No, you not choosing to mortify your flesh. And you following your flesh. And you get the benefit of it. And they're not good. They're not lasting. They only temporary. And they lead you to disappointment, frustration, heartache, or worse, death. Guys, this is serious stuff. Okay, wait a minute said I wasn't going to quote something my used to say she's not going to quote. Religion is limited. It, lim- it limits you. Okay? You can go to Bible school. You can get your degree. You can be on the board. You can be in the choir. You can be on the pulpit staff. Our real church calls it. You can do all of those things. And you will not have an understanding of who God is. You will find... The same. How do you know that you need to deal with limitation in religion? Because you can't get over things. You can't get over things. You know, we say, well, I, where I, I, I used to be, uh, yes you are. You understand? Because if you weren't where you used to be, you wouldn't say that. Because you wouldn't, see, religion always wants to make itself seem like it's less damaged than it really is. Does that make sense? You ever seen somebody that was hurt and they was just trying to fake it? Oh, know. it, 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 it ain't see, they ain't sore. They fell down and they embarrassed they're just trying to make it oh, all. It's all right. They go home, you're going to see it for the next week when they're trying to recover. See, religion tries to have you hide how messed up you really are.
1: And we cover it
0: up. Oh, it's not that bad. You hurt and tore up, broke down inside somebody said something, to hurt your feelings, now you can't talk to them no more. Let's be honest. Lord, I didn't like them. See, religion doesn't teach you to come to God. Religion teaches you to come to yourself and to what you know how to do. Never mind what I know how to do. Can't get me out of the paper bag. I'm stuck in my yard. I can't get out, I can't help you, I can't help him, I can't help her, I'm stuck right here. You ever been up, I many of y'all, you been stuck in the snow before? Stuck in the mud? How do Stuck. Spinning wheels, not going nowhere. Religion is limited. It does not have the power to set you free. Jesus did not come to give us religion. He came to give us life. And life more abundant than it. Guys, this is, this is really serious. This is really serious. My wife and I talk about this. We talk about everything in the home. And the spin on everything we talk about is God. Literally everything. Religion will justify your actions in marriage. Well, the Bible says in marriage the bed is undefined. Okay, what's that mean? How far can I jump off this water? Not far. Well, what does that mean? <laughs> so, I'm married, I can do what I want to do, right? See, religion justifies itself. Yes, no, no comment. Okay, okay, we'll take that Religion is flesh-driven. It's driven by the need, even when it's pertaining to spiritual matters. The, the goal of religion is for me to feel better about something that I'm pursuing, even if it's spiritual. The goal of my spiritual pursuit is for me to feel like I've accomplished something in religion. The goal is not for me to please God and for him to use me. The goal is for me to feel like maybe God I understand. I'm praying for wisdom, knowledge, and revelation because I'm insecure and I feel like if I get some wisdom, God has really done something for me. It's not so, God, you can help me, you can lead me and use me to help someone who was stuck. You ever talked to somebody? And you knew they had some information you didn't have. And they talked down at you. Made you feel like what you was asking was made you feel like you know you was just less than intelligent for even asking that question. See, that's what religion does. I'm set up high so I can have you look up to me. You know, I, I noticed something in the workplace. And you say look at you going all over the place. I'm going to help you out. We used to live in Chicago we used to drive to Mississippi. Now the goal was to get to Mississippi to my wife's parents' home. My mom was living there at the time as well. But how many of you know every night in the year you got to stop when you're driving. you drive? You got to stop to get gas. First it was just gas. Then it stopped to, oh, let's look at this store over here. Well, let's stop. It stopped at this door over here. So along the way you find other things that are en route to your destination. Well, it's the same. The Word of God is the same way. So some of these things are along the way in our path, and if we can be aware of what's along this path, that helps us along to achieve our goal. All right, let me get back because I got some more to say. Here go. Religion operates on my time. Religion does what it thinks God wants to do when it wants to do it. Okay, let's get an example. I'm at work and I already know the scriptures. The Bible says, Love your neighbor, is just that. Right? So I get to work and I find out they've been talking about me. So, what's religion going to do? Huh. I don't need y'all. Both y'all. Put my headphones on. You be like that? Like, I don't need you. Religion isolates you. It has you in your own head coming up with reasons for why everybody is doing something against you. Come on. Come on. Come on. I'm telling you, this is something that we all have to learn. We have to learn how to get out of our head. It don't matter how many scriptures you quote. I remember I met a guy, he said I could quote any verse in the Bible. <laughs> I can too. Let me show you. Let me get my Bible
1: out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I recorded for from memory. I know how to find it. Certain things lend for self-exaltation. Okay? And it is no wonder why God cannot put more of his, excuse me, does not put more of his glory upon us. Do you understand the weight of responsibility and accountability Come that comes now. along with the anointing? Come
1: on. Oh, Jesus.
0: It is important for me to deny my flesh. Yeah, yeah. When do you need to deny your flesh? When you're praying, uh, when you preach, when you get up in the morning, when you stay up too late, when you go going to the grocery store, when you're on your Facebook, your social media, whatever mm-hmm. they using today, when you're driving your car. It's never off-duty time. That's right, wow. come on. Police officers are the prime example. I had a, a cop in my car one day. I Uber, you know, part-time. And he says, I'm strapped right now. He said, I'm always strapped. But he just came from a concert. He was drinking. So he didn't want to drive, him and his wife. But he's always a police officer. Even when he's, quote, off-duty. See, religion confines your relationship with God in an environment that looks like God. That's good right there. I mean, can you see that? That's good. Your relationship with God is exercised in environment that look godly. The problem is the flesh can't see God. Your flesh can't see God. Your flesh needs to be mortified. It needs to die. The Spirit of God is constantly urging us and directing us to honor and to obey God. Constantly. How many of you are ready to see Jesus right now? Mm. Mm. Amen. People of God, religion is something we must be delivered from. Yes. The spirit of religion, the spirit of acts in doing activities that look whole, that people reference. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm telling you, do go to Amazon.com, order a curly cur- clergy collar, put it on, and go shop. Hey. <laughs> okay. Just walk into Sam's Club, Walmart, Target the gas station with a clergy column. Watch how people look different to you. This folks going to hold the door. Most of my other up with the clergy column on. Help me you with your basket, with your groceries. They're going to treat you better. See, religion is identifying to a belief in a set of practices. Relationship is com- completely and uh, inseparable tied to my relationship, my communion, my fellowship with God.
1: Come on. Come on. People of God.
0: Come on. Amen. God, uh, I understand a little more today. Amen. I'm gonna tell you something. See, we, we arrived in Mississippi, but it's a, it's a sign over here, I see, so I gotta go get that sign I was in college. And how many of you know how many of you been to college or been to school? All of you been to some type of school. Elementary school, high school, junior high school, ninth school. Oh, right, Sunday school. On the first day, how many on the first day of class? What teachers generally do. The first day. First day of class is usually nothing. Take attendance. Who's in the class? <laughs> right. Oh, this is what we might do this semester. You know, y'all have a good time. I'm gonna let you go early. I started to look forward to that. Well, in college, I had this one teacher on the first day. This brother broke down with an assignment. This is due next week. If you don't have your book, you need to go get it. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. See, that sounds offensive, don't it? How how dare he give us a major homework assignment on the first day? But that's exactly what we needed. I'm paying to go to school. Why do I want to be baby? Why do I want him not to invest all that he has and what we're paying for? So, religion. We want to invest fifty percent, sixty percent. I'm being generous. Really, it's more like fifteen or twenty because it's defined. it's only when I can, can be convenient. But this man, he loaded us with a major assignment on the first day, and these assignments was, were no multiple choice. You know, true false. This was you had to read book, and I'm talking about you know that you know that tiny little print. And it's some big books. It's like, you know, they like a gallon of milk heavy. It's like, and then you, when you get to read this sign. You're like, I gotta read like 50 pages next week. Like, this guy was serious. And he taught. He dealt with us as if we were serious about what we were doing in college. So this is the nature of this message. It's easy for us to talk to you as if, you know, we have time. We don't. People ask me, well, why are you your kids like that. You mean why do I talk to them like real people? Why do I use words that ain't gonna need to learn? <laughs> What's the word in the dictionary? Okay, fine, fine. Yeah. I understand love and playing with your children. But we are now adults. The matter at hand is serious. The urgency is as never before. We must understand that there's something wrong with us, and we have to get our life in order, get on track with God, so we can get become a part of the kingdom of God. Been living off of it all this time. The relationship has no bounds. When you have a relationship with God, it is not there's It is boundless. Nothing happens to you to take you off your proverbial square. Nothing not trouble on the job, not lack of job, not families, not neighbors, not community, not racism, not laws that's put in place by our, our, our government, not unrest, not homosexuality, not pervert. Nothing takes us off place, why, because we understand that the nature of man is sinful, and we have mercy. Relationship is led by God's will. Our oh, Father which right in heaven. I would yes. be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will become. Religion is. Lord, I need. I need. I need. I need. I need. Relationship operates and seeks to operate on God's time. God, whatever you want me to do, I do. I do. I understand how I'm feeling right now, but God, I trust in you. Thank you. Relationship seeks God's will for the advancement of the kingdom of God. The relationship, the heart of the relationship is to help God's people. And it is unbounded by race, sex, any of these demographics. The relationship is at the heart of it, it seeks to help and to advance the kingdom of God. Even upon uh, persecution of self. The relationship repents and is sorry, seeks to agree with your adversary quickly. You know what? You're right, I was wrong. I apologize. Why? Because I understand that in the context of the relationship, someone has to be the giver. Someone has to lay down their life. Relationship walks in the spirit. It gives up its own life. Can you imagine giving up your own life, what you want? I, God, this is all I need. How many of you, you know, you got a definition, and you got a definition and a picture of, of who you want in your life? Y'all know what I'm talking about. This is what I want, God. I want this. I need this, this size, this kind of car. This is just what I need. When I got married, I was unemployed. Keep it and have a job. In fact, my wife, one of her friends, got a good job. I'm just saying. When you're going somewhere, the destination is not the starting point. Okay? When you meet someone, you're not meeting their destination. Okay? Relation, religion looks at where someone is. Relationship sees where God is taking you. Come on. So over here, I'm going to exile people from my life because of where they are. Over here, man, I see. I'm only here today because of what God took me through yesterday. I'm going through today so God can get me through something tomorrow. So today is just a, a conundrum. It's a consequence and it's a purpose. But it's not the goal. I've already gone through everything I needed to go through to make it through today. So what's happening in my life today is prepare me for what God is bringing forth in the future. Amen. Relationship lives to serve people. See, we're talking about religion versus relationship. Relationship lives to serve people. Lord, how can I help people? I'm trusting you all the way for me. Relationship experiences, spiritual growth. See, I want to get into the blessings and all of that. That's, you know, y'all. You've been, you know, been preaching and heard all the prosperity messages. Have you wondered why you, everybody that you know that has been hearing these prosperity messages is not just super rich by now? See, I, I myself, I go through these questions in my head. I've been hearing these messages all oh my life. I know I got the message down. I know. Name and claim it. Whatever you ask in prayer or believing, you're going to receive. I know this. Okay, but what's, where's the manifestation? I, I haven't heard the promise. You don't have the prophecy, but where's the manifestation? See, relationship, examine self and see that God is something to me that's preventing what you're trying to do in my life. See, I'm on, I'm not going to say full board, but I'm on full board with the fact that I need some undone me to be undone. Okay, you pull that. In. Turkey out of the oven and that little thermometer the gauge you got 175 on it. Oh, it ain't done yet. Back in the oven. God keep me in here till I'm coming. Completely done. Why? see, on the outside, things look good. But see, God, relationship is working on the inside, and it's something that's still not undone. Every time I get frustrated, that's revealing that, you know, something is not done. Every time I'm feeling sad, every time I'm feeling depressed, something in me is not done yet. Every time I get angry, every time I lose my temper, every time I lose my, it's something inside of me that's not done. God is trying to work these things out in me to get me to a place of covenant, promise, of maturity, so I can be part of this inheritance that he promised us. Spiritual yeah. love. Relationship covers others' sin. Yes, it
1: does.
0: Religion exposes. That's right. Relationship covers. Yeah. Mm. So when I'm on my social media and I'm ranting about who hurt me, how they hurt me, when they hurt me. Just saying. That's not pleasing. Me. But relationship doesn't even single out the person that's doing it you understand? It, it, does, it never exposes, even when it looks like it's logical and it should be justified. Relationship understands that we are saved by grace, not by my words. God gave me something that I didn't deserve. You gave. You gave. I didn't, I, I couldn't generate anything in me to actually earn it, so he had to completely give it to me. Now, you cannot receive what he's given, but you can't earn the gift. You can only receive it. That's right. Relationship hasn't received the gift. Excuse me, religion hasn't received the gift. Relationship understands that I didn't deserve this, God, you have given this to me completely. People of God, we get to the end. This is my only conclusion. Religion is justified by faith in God, not by my own actions, not by my own thoughts, not by my own ideologies, not by my own intellect, not by my own words or speaking. You understand none of that stuff. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus. People of God, it is important for us to understand that relationships, lends me as a sacrifice mm-hmm. my entire life is laid down in what I think I want okay I'm suppressing that I'm kicking it I'm stomping it out why because the mere existence of desire in my flesh will lend me to compromise in what do you mean compromise to not trust God to place demands or expectations upon people that I cannot feel myself if they were placed upon me See, when I have desire, you may say you're married, and these things you deserve, you should have. You may say you're a father. You know, you should expect this. You should expect your children to respect you. My children, if they choose to respect me, that's fine. If they choose to disrespect me, that's fine. I'm going to still love them. I'm still going to model what a godly man is. I'm still going to model what a father is. See, my response to the family is not based upon the family's response to me. My response to my coworkers is not based upon how my coworkers respond to me. See, I told you about me and my sarcasm. See, it wasn't right for me to do what nobody was complaining about. See, it's important for me to hear what God is leading me to do. Religion doesn't say, but God. Religion says, yes, Lord. Relationship, excuse me, religion doesn't say, yes, Lord. Religion says, but. Relationship says, yes, Lord. Relationship says, yes, Lord. Lord." But, But God, that's religion. Yes, Lord. See, yes, Lord sometimes is painful. But it's only painful to the part of you that needs to be mortified. It's only painful to the part of you that has to die. It's only painful to the part of you that's still alive and kicking, that part in your flesh, that still think it's got a voice and it got a right and it think it's actually going to mean and account for something in this life. I'm on this earth. I'm convinced of this, that because there's something that's wrong with me, that's not yet done. So I can't have any confidence in this flesh. Amen. Amen. Father, in Jesus' name, God, I love you. I appreciate what you're doing. Father, I just pray for every word that has been spoken tonight. To your people, to myself. I thank you, Father God, for bringing correction in our hearts. Mm -hmm. I thank you for bringing revelation that we need you. Father, help us to trust in you and not in our flesh. Help us, Father God, to mortify the deeds of us to turn to you, to seek you, to honor you, to obey you in the name of Jesus. God, I just give you all the honor, glory, and praise in Jesus' name. People of God, the presence of God is truly in this place. And I imagine, I can imagine the silence when Jesus was in the temple and he was preaching and they were looking at him like, who is this guy? Can you imagine? Because he spoke with authority. And it wasn't just the authority, but he spoke the word of God and it was unobstructed by opinion. It was unobstructed. It was unbiased. You understand? It was completely pure. And it pierced the hearts of everyone who heard. Now, in the relationship with God, the piercing leads me to humility and to say, Lord, I beg you for mercy. Religion says, not what I used to be. I'm telling you. Father God, help us all to know you. Amen. Help us all to know you. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray. All right, you guys. Give God some praise. So, we have a mandate, people of God, to preach the word of God. And preaching the word of God looks different, depending on where you are. Sometimes, preaching of the word of God is your light. Preaching of the word of God is you interceding when someone is completely defaming your name, mistreating you. Preaching the word of God sometimes is in a movement. Preaching the word of God is sometimes telling somebody I love it. We are literally giving the word of God to every person in every place we go. Amen, and it looks like it don't take all that. But I wonder what Jesus was thinking about when he was being spit at, when thorns were being thrust in his skin, and when he was being whipped, when he was being lied on, I I just wonder what was going through his mind. I have an idea that he was thinking about me and he was thinking about you and that if he didn't make the sacrifice, we did not have a chance. Amen? If he did not allow himself to go through the cross, we would not have a chance. Amen? Can you all get this? Yeah.
1: Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes, I know you can. I know you will. Because God has you here. Come on. Man. Give God some praise. I'm not just saying fellowship because we good with fellowship. That's good. I'm talking about when you step out of here, there is no doubt in your mind that God is with me, that God is for me, God is not against me, the Lord is on my side. It doesn't matter what it looks like when the financial situation starts to pull and try to press, that God is okay because this isn't my earth, this is your earth. You sent me here to do your will and you're gonna provide as you see fit.
1: Come on now. But religion is very calculated. How
0: can we do this? How how is this gonna benefit me? I don't understand. Why should I give all my time to this? And, and I'm not getting anything back from them. So nobody raised their hand and said, you know, they appreciate when their spouses are disrespected to them. Or your siblings. Or your coworkers. Or your neighbors. No one appreciates that. Why? I'm going to tell you, the best thing that can happen to you is for somebody to get on your nerves. That's the best thing that can happen to you. You know why? Because God has favored you enough to know, to give you a situation to allow you to see that it's something in you that's not right. The problem is religion always deflects the issue back to the other person and refuses to say wait a minute, why am I feeling angry right now? Just because somebody did something. I'm still breathing. My, I still got my sight. I can still walk. Everything is still good. They just did something. Okay, big deal. I'm we can still move on. We can keep going.
1: I'm
0: telling you, adversity is... The promise of God, letting you know that I'm trying to get you into my flesh. So I want you to see that there's something in you that you're holding on to that is completely designed to keep you away from me. But I'm going to allow this thing to agitate you and irritate you when you don't want to be agitated and irritated so you can be in a place where you come to agree with me and you disagree with yourself. Your self-response, how I feel about this, what I think I need. And now I can pull you closer to my presence. Come on now, amen. Religion seeks God's will for selfish benefit. My wife used to ask me something. She said, why do you want to do this? Why do you want to do this? And you hear me talk about my wife a lot. Because I know who God has used in my I know who God has used in your life you got some pain, if you got some issues that just won't seem to go away. See, we're praying for blessing. See, that's what we're praying for. But religion don't allow you to see what's written right in front of you. The children of Israel prayed for deliverance, and God sent them into a wilderness where he had to trust them. And he allowed all of their issues to be exposed. What was their resolve? We should just go back. Man, we was better off as slaves then the press forward, are through our own issues. Oh my God. Wow. See, your issue is not people. Your issue is you, It's you. Your name is you. <laughs> the <man> is
1: you. <laughs> that was all it was, cause I, I would not, be clever enough to think of that, yeah, <laughs> It's you. But
0: the song seems me, right? Religion complains. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, it does. Religion complains, baby, day and night.
0: Uh, Jesus, how can your disciples is this, you know, eating this fruit over here? What, what's up with that? Because they hungry. Religion is always trying to point out in someone else why what they're doing is wrong. Meanwhile, never doing a self-examination. Never taking five minutes to say, you know, God, something wrong with me. Come on now. There's something wrong with me. Come on now. And when you pray that prayer, and God answers you, don't get mad at him. I'm telling you, God has a way of giving answers that we don't even see. Completely missing. When we get to heaven, okay, this is another exit on the estate, You're going to find that God answered everyone of your prayers. Yes, he
1: did. I'm
0: going to tell you how this looks. You order a package from Amazon, so you're expecting the package to come in an Amazon package. Well, what happened if Amazon ran out of the Amazon stickers? They just sent it in a regular box. You see the box on your porch, you say, I'm waiting for my package. I ordered it from Amazon. It's supposed to be in Amazon package. Three days later, you finally open the box and say, oh, here it is. Or, or you just let the box sit in and it come take it. Somebody take it away. See, your mind has an expectation that the answer has to come how you think it's supposed to come. Understand, the answer is always God's responsibility. Your responsibility is to submit to prayer. Yeah. See, manipulation wants to control. the Start, middle, and finish.
1: Come on now.
0: That's control, That's right? God, I'm praying this, 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 but this how you got to do it. You got, I stop. God, I need this by this time tomorrow. No, no, you don't. You ain't even gonna get it. I'm gonna tell you. You put that kind of prayer out there, get it. Because if you had faith, you would know. Father, I thank you. Your will be done. I mean, you want you. Know, well, I mean, my life's gonna be cut off. Well, you should pay the bill. <laughs> That's insensitive, right? Or is it truth?
1: True.
0: See, religion gives an excuse. He don't. I, I like to skip that excuse maybe earlier. And I appreciate the honesty. It's my responsibility to make sure my kids have their lunch. Hear you. I made a mistake. We cannot demand that other people are merciful. That's right. We can only be merciful. That's right. Come on. And when we are in a situation where we need mercy and we don't get it, guess what we do? We humble ourselves. God, I was wrong. I'm sorry. I'm going to tell you what I did, because you're still in my yard. I was downtown one day, back in Chicago. I'm going to tell you how, so you can get a measure of the arrogance of Nathaniel Harris. It was raining outside. I prayed for the rain to stop. It didn't. I had left my wallet at home. I was hungry. I said, God, I need some money for lunch. I know you can do it. Did I get some money for lunch? Nope. I sure didn't. Did God not answer my prayer? No, he answered See, I'm asking you this question for a reason. He answered He did. See, I prayed for self-consumption. Come on. I didn't see that then. I prayed for self-consumption. God, I need to eat lunch. I can share a few. You understand? I prayed for consuming upon my own lust. I'm going to box God into a corner and say, God, you God, you God. I, need this. I need you to do this for me today. I defined the rules, and I defined how God had to respond. And guess who came up short? Not God. And I'm grateful to God that he didn't respond to me in my eight nurses like that. Come on. Because guess what I wouldn't have done? I wouldn't grow. Up. You reward a child for doing something wrong, they will not learn I'm to do it, it right. right. They will not. Next time your kids get on the table and start flipping the glasses, they say, oh, that's cute. No, it's not cute. You better put that glass down and get on that table. Something wrong with you? To get on my table. Sorry. I might have say that for real. Religion separates the natural and the spiritual. Now let's get into some of this stuff. Religion separates natural and spiritual. I got my natural life over here, and I got my spiritual life over here. How many lives did Jesus have? See, we're supposed to walk in the spirit. So when do we walk in the natural? Anybody kidding me? Religion gives me cause for what I'm supposed to be spiritual. And I can be natural. But the word of God tells me to walk in the spirit. The word of God tells me to walk in the spirit. Amen. I'm gonna keep going. I kinda got through like six or seven of these. My goodness. What am I talking to? This Let me speed up. My wife talks fast. Let me try to talk fast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: I didn't have any complaints. Yes, 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 yes. Religion seeks to preserve its own life does. When you're in an argument, what's happening when someone is arguing, two people are arguing? It, takes, it always takes two people to argue. What's happening in an argument? What well, we trying to understand. It's the right way to argue. No. Like argument is me trying to force my will on somebody else. Religion says, I'm a man of God. this is what you're supposed to do this as with me in my house the bible says we're going to serve the lord this is what you have to do a relationship says lay by example love walk in love see love attracts love attracts it's one thing i come one of the things i come to understand is you don't have to explain love you know love it's it's something that you feel Something that you can see why it's different from everything else that's ever happened in your Come on, life.
1: come on, come on. Love
0: doesn't need a big mirror to say, I love. That's right. It's just love. When a man loves a woman, it's, it's there. You know it. When there's no love there, you can do all the shenanigans you want. Baby, I love you. I work hard for you. No, that's really You understand? I noticed some sensitive issues. I do understand, but we're talking about an eternity in heaven or eternity in heaven. Yes. Do you have a few minutes just to, so you can allow, see, because something is coming forward and God is trying to prepare you so you can understand what is coming next. Just allow the word to probe into you a bit and say, God, what this is in me, I don't agree with you. Please get it out. Come on. You understand? This is not a playground up here. Religion does not have spiritual growth. And no access to spiritual inheritance. It is expressed outwardly. It is looking for the approval and affirmation of those to confirm what it is. Think about the church, but the church was the building. When God ordained for the temple to be built, why did He create the temple? Why did He have the man of God build Him a temple? What was the purpose of it? The ark was placed in the temple, right? What was the problem, why was that? And why did they have, why did he give them specific details on how to build this, this great, magnificent temple? It was immaculate. Has anybody ever read about the temple? Why, do, do you understand if you had a house built like the, the, the temple was in the Old Testament, people would be trying to come and rip your walls off and rip your floor off because it was gold and stones, it was, all the stuff was in this place. This place was second to none. And do you know everybody did not have access to this place? You could just walk up in the temple. Hey, hey, what's up? No, you couldn't do that. You know, today, that was a place where God dwelt. You know what the temple is today? It's you. God wants to dwell in you, in me, in you. Now, all of those specifications he had for the temple to be clean, to be kept, everything had a certain order. It's valid for our life today. Meaning what? He defines the conditions, not us. And there's a time when you come to understand that God, I've been doing things my way. Have mercy. Mercy on me, Father. Have mercy. Show me how to yield my life. Show me how to submit unto you, Father God. Have mercy, Father. I ask you to forgive me for another chance. This is God's doing. I'm going to tell you. Okay. This is the ultimate right here. How many of you have ever had a conversation with someone and spiritually, and the conversation was about all of the spiritual things that they have done, but yet you felt a void. Like, man, you're doing all this, all this. And you can't even say hey. I mean, anybody ever experienced that? I mean, you got all of this stuff going on, you thousands of people, and you just can't say, God bless you. You can't get over somebody saying something negative about you. That's religion. There's no power there. I'm not down in anyone. Amen? It's you. It's me. Amen? I must examine myself. I must examine my heart and say, God, I need you. God, I need you. Amen? Now, that was all the religion side. Now let's get into the relationship. Uh, did anybody identify with any of the issues on the side of religion? Now uh, we need a real short hands. Okay, my hand was up. So, relationship is self-sacrificial. What's that mean? The goal in relationship is always you. The goal in marriage is always my spouse. Always. What do you mean always? you got to give what you want to. That's not God's model for relationship. God's model for relationship was never about him. It was always about me. Otherwise, Jesus wouldn't have made it to the cross. Because at what point do you stop giving? At what point do you stop giving? I know that marriage is bad. But what point do you stop giving? I know your children have disrespected you. At what point do you stop giving? I know your family, done, done, uh, you know, they don't they you off. But at what point do you stop giving? See, the relationship does not have a measure for giving. It gives. The relationship I have with God, God never stops giving to me. Because at the point he stops giving, I lose the opportunity to be redeemed. Because I can't make it without him. How can you make it without him? At the point in which your car run out of gas, you're done. It don't matter if you drive a Lamborghini or Roseworth, Rolls-Royce Bentley. No gas, no go. At the point in which God stops giving his mercy unto us, we have no chance. Well, I'll speak for me in my heart. Let me get back in my heart. Relationship seeks God. How, is that? How does that happen? I like the example down here of the skit with the husband and wife. What should she have done? See, from where I am now, that's a dangerous proposition. Because for me to define what someone should do, places me in the place of God. When I know my own sin record. That's why it was a so little difficult for me to answer that question. What should I, should I do? See, now, Because of the sin record in my own life, I'm acquainted with how much mercy I needed just to get to the point of me understanding that I need mercy. Do you understand how it took me almost 20 years to get to the point to understand that God, I need your mercy.